Should we start each one with a rap now? Straight freestyle? Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is Never Heard of a Podcast. I'm Sean Harwell. We're happy to have you. It's 2018. I'm going to kick things off here. And of course, I wouldn't do it by myself. So say hello, co-host. It's been a while. Craig Moorhead. That's you. That's me. Welcome, everyone, to 2018. Sean, welcome you to 2018. Yeah, I'm still still adjusting. And it mm-hmm. is nearly, nearly February. That's that's God's honest truth. It may take me a while. Please forgive me, world. Yeah, getting the year right on a lot of stuff is still, doesn't come easy. Grade school till now. I'm writing years down and I'll be writing 2017 <laughs> until April. Yeah. I think you should uh, make it really confusing and just pick like a, like a random year. 2003. Maybe. You know? Or just like a... Just like a computer where they just kind of, they just go back to like 1984. It's just their standard yeah. like, yeah, 1984. Don't worry about it. If you <laughs> if you don't know what the year is, that's your problem. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. But Craig, we're back. It's awesome to have everybody back. We're excited. I missed doing this. We're going to walk people through what we're going to do here again. You know, we changed things around a little bit just with, uh, you know, that very long first season. We talked about some stuff we'd never heard of. We talked about some things we'd heard of but had long wanted to see and then we talked about 1985 for like six months <laughs> and everything we could possibly want to know about it that you would fit in six months but there's still like obviously a lot to do but we thought you know yeah kick off 2018 we'll get back to bread and butter we're gonna find some movies that are not familiar to us at least we're gonna start off with a suggestion no less so uh, I think that's a good segue to say yeah, if you've got ideas for movies that you think we should see that we probably haven't heard of, send them our way. You can go to neverheardpodcast.com, find links to everywhere you need, including our email address, which listener Leo Logan used to email us about this movie we're going to talk about today. So thank you, Leo, uh, for doing that. Thank you, Leo. We think, maybe at least right now, <laughs> we're going to work in monthly themes and since we're talking February, and he suggested this movie, which is a romantic comedy, I think yeah, you know it's February, it's Valentine's Day. We're gonna we're gonna get into some uh, some loveliness here for the month of February, and we're gonna keep doing the TF episodes. We like that a lot. We want to give you a little bit of context and a little bit of time, and then next week we'll come back with the full deal. That is some loveliness. Does that sound like a plan, Craig? Sounds like a great plan, Sean. Hey. Don't go anywhere, okay? Okay, well, the movie today then, and this is going to be a little bit confusing because this has always been my nickname for you, uh, mm-hmm. is Mr. Wonderful. Oh, right. Uh, this is, yeah, you know, it's, a little, it's a little tricky. But uh, yeah, Mr. Wonderful is a 1993 movie, again, suggested by a listener. And this is a romantic comedy about uh, a man and a woman. And that's all I'm going to tell you because I haven't watched the movie yet myself and I don't want to have it completely spoiled. Mm-mm. But one of the key suggestions here from Leo was that this was directed by Anthony Minghella. And so that definitely piqued my interest. But Craig, let me run down through this illustrious cast of this movie. You got Matt Dillon, Craig. Yeah. I know you're a fan. Outsiders, baby. Outsiders. Rumblefish. Rumble Tex. You ever seen Tex? Haven't seen Tex. Have you ever seen Over the Edge? I haven't. I, that's his first movie, and I'm dying to see it. I, I've seen the previews and clips. I know what it's about. It's yeah. very high on my list. Texas as well. I did not realize that that was also an S.E. Hinton adaptation, I think, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. 
If none of those ring a bell, there's something about Mary. He was a private investigator, hilarious. Uh, also, maybe Wild Things. I don't know, however, whatever floats your boat. But yeah, you've probably seen a movie with Matt Dillon in it. Here was a fun little IMDb error I found on <laughs> I can only assume this is an error, but it was on his page. He is listed as the prop maker on the 2001 season of Survivor. I have a feeling mm-hmm. that's wrong. You know, it just strikes me as incorrect. I would love someone to prove me oh. wrong that he actually did that. <laughs> um, that was not wow. a celebrity season of Survivor. I know he was not on the show. So anyway, Matt Dillon is also dabbled in directing a little bit. He did an episode of Oz. Uh, he did a movie called City of Ghosts in 2002, and he's got a documentary coming out this year about a Cuban musician, and the documentary is named El Gran Falove, and I'm probably mispronouncing that. I think you got it right on. One last little thing. IMDb claims that he was the original choice for the Bruce Willis role in Pulp Fiction. Really? Yeah, I can't quite see that. Uh, it's tough. I don't know. I'll do some digging. Well, yeah, but I mean, but he, then he does have that. He does have that sort of like early '80s pedigree that Tarantino might have gone for. True. True. You know. Yeah, I mean, and I honestly think of the guy as, you know, such a presence in indie film in the '90s. Um, you know, did singles or to die for a ton of stuff. Anyway. That's true. He's never really fallen out of the eye, I feel. He really hasn't, except for I do feel somewhat in the past, you know, five, six years. I keep waiting for the big Matt Dillon cable show. Like he, you know, everybody does TV now. I feel like he's got a lead series. Yeah, I know he's had some stuff listed, but there's nothing that I I don't know that Uh, I felt like is, well, that I've seen or that it's like like a cultural buzz thing. And I know he's capable of that, you know. It wasn't, know. yeah, it wasn't wrong. huge. Yeah, but it came from those yeah. those books or whatever, yeah. So, anyway, yes, he's the leading man. His leading lady in this movie is Annabella Sciorra, and I probably mispronounced her last name as well. A lot of you are going to know her as Gloria on The Sopranos and Tony's girlfriend. Uh, she's also in The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, Jungle Fever, Copland. Her first movie was called True Love preceded this by a few years you also got mary louise parker love her you know her from weeds angels in america she mm-hmm. was in red dragon bullets over broadway grand canyon lots of tv even after weeds billions mr mercedes and she's going to be in red sparrow that uh jennifer lawrence spy movie is coming out this year so look forward nice. to that william hurt craig your man from Kiss of the Spider Woman, right? No, he hurt me all right. He did. I still got to see that. I still got to see it. Oh, yeah. You know, a million things. I just thought I would point out a few. History of Violence, AI. He is also going to be in a movie that I saw the preview for, I think before The Last Jedi, called The Miracle Season, which is about a girls' volleyball team, I believe, with Helen Hunt in there as the coach. And Vincent D'Onofrio is in this. I always enjoy watching him. And all the millions of different things that he's done. Of course, Full Metal Jacket being the big one. Did you know that Adventures in Babysitting, he was in that, and that came out the same year as Full Metal Jacket? I didn't. I did not realize they came out in the same year. But yeah. Yeah, it's kind of what a crazy, crazy pair of movies to have <laughs> yeah. out in the same year. Both I need to rewatch Adventures in Babysitting because I don't remember. I mean, he gained like 70 pounds for Full Metal Jacket. So. I wonder what he looks I, like. I, I want to say he was like the tow truck driver whose name is Thor and the little girl likes him or something. But Yeah, he's got blonde hair. I, I, I read that. I remember oh, he right. got dyed it. his hair blonde for, for that movie. So anyway, I want to go revisit that. Also, big big role in the Daredevil series on Netflix and, of course, Law and Order Criminal Intent. Played that for 10 years. 
Mm. Uh, fun fact, played Orson Welles in Ed Wood. Forgot about that. Yeah. Tim Burton movie. Here's something, Craig, that'll be of interest to a few of our listeners I know, just from a regional standpoint. And it was one that I could not confirm on the site itself, but he is listed on IMDb as one of the founders of the River Run Film Festival, which is a film festival in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, where Craig and I went to film school, uh, along with his sister and his father. And there was nothing about that on the About section of the film festival's website, but you know that's not necessarily something, I guess, that they would have to include. You no. Know? Um interesting but yeah if anybody knows more about that let me know because i'm i'm really curious as to why as far as i know he's a new york guy so yeah (laughs) no way he's doing with the film festival almost the same uh continuing here we got a few other actors uh we'll mention david barry graves been in a ton of stuff nixon cops and robertson's cops and robertson's did i say that correctly apologies to jack palance uh he played todd palin Sarah Palin's wife in Game Change. Love that movie. Not Sarah Palin's wife. Did I say wife? Jesus. Wow. That'll get me Just want to keep uh, things out of the party. This season, right? it's all about accuracy. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Husband, Todd. Excuse me. Todd mm-hmm. Palin. Todd Palin. Sarah Palin is not a lesbian as much as that disappoints me. Um, Which would be he fine. Was also, okay. Yeah, it would be totally fine, but it would make a more interesting picture. Anyway. Would. Dan Hedaya, a million things, man. Clueless, blood simple, terrific guy. Luis Guzman, same thing. Boogie Nights, oh, Punch yeah. Truck Love, Traffic, what else you need? If you scroll way, way down in the credits, it appears that James Gandolfini himself is in this movie in a bit part. He is. As well as Brooke Smith, Craig. Do you recognize that name at all? Uh, I would recognize Brooke Smith. This is, this is going to be, this is going to sound dumb. No, especially I hope if it's I'm wrong. Super dumb. Okay. Oh man, the only thing I remember her from is uh, uh, the Dead Zone. If that's really her, why? Well, it might be. I perked up because I saw that she's the woman that played Catherine, the girl in the well in Silence of the Lambs. Oh yeah, no, no, not that's not Brooke Smith. That's Brooke somebody else. Brooke okay. Smith, yes, and yes. She put the hurt on uh, precious. American girl. Yeah. Yes, I had no idea that she had gone on to a very long career, it looks like. Okay. Can I say, let's pause for one second on that. Brooke Smith, just just so it's said, because I know this will get to her, anytime I ever hear the, the song American Girl by Tom Petty, I only think of her in the car singing it. There's no way not to. There's, Those two are forever entwined. Yeah. You cannot separate them. And I... I can only imagine she's heard that a, a number of times, you know? Maybe so. But do you think this time uh, is a little more special? Well, yeah, because it's on the record and it's in this podcast. Okay. So obviously it's more special. <laughs> I mean, I figure that goes without saying. But yeah, I'm excited to look for her in this. She was well down on the list of, of, of cast members as well. So we'll have to keep our eyes open for that. Mm-hmm. And of course, yes, as we mentioned, uh, one of the big pieces here is that this was directed by Anthony Mangella. British director, fortunately died in 2008, won his Oscar for The English Patient, as well as producing that in Best Picture that year. Uh, also did Truly Madly Deepy, Deep, <laughs> Deepy, ah, Deepy, Truly <laughs> Madly Deeply, The Talented Mr. Ripley, Cold Mountain Lee, Breaking Lee and Entering Lee, uh, and a ton hmm. of other movies that end with Lee, no, Cold Mountain, <laughs> Breaking and Entering. He appeared on screen himself, 
in a very small part as an interviewer in the movie Atonement. I don't remember that at all, but I liked that movie quite a bit. He also posthumously was listed as a screenwriter of the movie Nine, which I cannot name a single person who's seen this movie. Maybe you have. This was the Rob Marshall movie in 2009. Daniel Day-Lewis played like a director or something. Oh, wow. There yeah, no, I've never seen it. may have been some music in it. Yeah. You know what's know. so funny? That came out, and I remember thinking that when people were talking about it, they were talking about the animated movie Yes, it was Nine? very confusing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, never saw it. Me either. Uh, maybe we'll add it to the list at some point. Uh, so yeah, he had an early career as a writer in England and also a playwright in the West End. There's a show that he is listed as a co-creator on called Mayberry, and I'm sure it's not pronounced, it's probably Mayberry or something like that. <laughs> it's not anything to do <laughs> with Andy Griffith, sadly. Right. Uh, but this was a 1981 show where Patrick Stewart played a psychiatric consultant at a hospital. And that's way, way before I ever even think of Patrick Stewart, Stewart and anything on film. So um, yeah. I'm kind of interested to see what that's maybe about. Also, yeah, you may recognize the last name, at least, if you're not completely familiar with Anthony. Um, his son, Max, is a very young actor and was in a social network, among other things. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's right. out and about doing his thing. This movie was written by Amy Score Ferris and Vicky Pallone. Uh, Amy Ferris wrote the 1999 movie Funny Valentines, and Vicky Pallone was listed as the writer of the 1976 movie called Pleasantville, which uh, I glanced at. It's definitely not anything to do with the Tobey Maguire Pleasantville. And then a movie in 1978 called Girlfriends. Uh, It was produced by Marianne Maloney, who... Did a movie called in 1998, excuse me, called A Soldier's Sweetheart with Kiefer Sutherland and Skeet Ulrich, which I actually kind of want to see. is based on a Tim O'Brien story, which fantastic author, if you're familiar with him and all. Uh, she also did a movie with Whoopi Goldberg in 1988 called Clara's Heart, which sounded a little familiar to me. Yeah. Well, I can't say I've seen it. The music was by Michael Gore. Pretty awesome little group of 80s credits here pretty in pink fame footloose terms of endearment and then uh mr wonderful and then skipped way ahead to superstar with molly shannon of all things <laughs> movie was shot by jeffrey simpson who's an australian cinematographer he did the movie shine uh, did the 2011 sleeping beauty which jane campion i think produced oscar and lucinda little women last but not least craig the editor of course hmm. this was john tentori Mm-hmm. Who did The Brother from Another Planet, Eight Men Out, oh, and a yeah. 1991 movie called Dogfight with River Phoenix, which, fun little trivia, it's not that fun or interesting. That was the working title of the campaign when we were first pitching that out and thinking there's you know, there's no way you can call a movie Dogfight because it just, you know. It right. sounds like a movie about dogfighting, and nobody wants to see that, right? No so, one would uh, go see it. That's true. Yeah, it was never meant to be a uh, a title that would stick, but boy, it, it sure got passed around on the internet quite a bit. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> River Phoenix ran with it in 1991, and it stuck, and uh, I kind of want to check that movie out. It looks interesting. Yeah, it's supposed to be. That's the one about, I, I want to say it's like soldiers taking yeah. girls to a dance, like the there's a bet among them who can bring the ugliest date or something. God, that, that's a really fantastic title for that movie, if that's the plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, I, I I remember hearing about that a long time ago and hearing it was it was really good. And 
Yeah, from yeah. that description and the fact that it wasn't like like some third rate raunch comedy. Yeah. Kind of seemed like, oh, that that might be something. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. My nephew was actually in that play at his high school. If that tells no you anything. Yeah. You won't see him in the film. That's too bad. Now, oh, I'm sorry. Sean, were you done? I am done. That is the entire cast and crew. No one else worked on this movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, then, round of applause for that small group of champions. <laughs> That's quite amazing. Yep. So, Leo, you won't be happy to learn that the movie only made a little over $3 million at the box office. Okay. You know, the title, Mr. Wonderful Sure, I'm like, yeah, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. If you asked me any one thing about the movie, I would have drawn a blank. So, clearly, maybe I'm not the only one who was well, of movie-going age yeah. in 1993 that did not go see this. Well, that's the thing. Like, I remember, I remember that poster. No, I don't, man. Like, I, I, there's no way I could have told you what the plot was. Except maybe because I'd seen the poster that it was about how much Matt Dillon and Annabella Shiori love each other. Like to Shora. hug. Yeah. Shora? I don't I know. I Shora, said Skiora. 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 That sounds Are you sure, Craig? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I apologize to all the listeners. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been able to tell you uh, what it was about. I do remember that. Maybe it was just. I remember the the art in the. You know, rental store. Sure. Uh, and the old blockbuster. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's how much it made. The reception, you won't be surprised to learn, was a bit cold. Really? You got Roger Ebert saying one of those films where it's clear to the audience within five minutes what must obviously happen and clear to the characters only at the end of the story. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Uh, it's rather bland considering its attractive cast. It is an attractive cast. He didn't like uh, it. I think that's what it sounds like. He did not like it. But yeah, a lot of people giving it a lot of C's, a lot of kind of halfway marks. A lot of okay. people saying like it looks nice, but there's not a lot there, uh, despite all the, the good acting and whatnot. And what trivia I could find, there wasn't a whole lot. I found an interview. I saw a New York Times interview with Matt uh-huh. Dillon uh, when the movie was coming out, he was also in another movie called, uh, it was the, the Saint of Fort Washington. So these two movies were about to come out at okay. the same time. And so, so uh, uh, they, they were interviewing him and I thought, well, I'll probably get a good piece of trivia out of this about the shoot and what was going on. I mean, nothing. Everyone was trying to crack the nut of what, what, make, what, what makes Matt Dillon tick. And he was like, the last thing I want to talk about is movies. <laughs> It's like, oh, shit. Oh, it's one of those interviews. Good. Yeah. It's like, he doesn't really want to talk about the work. Just go watch my movie, which yeah. I can understand. So I don't have a lot of, of trivia. I would challenge Leo Logan. If he has any trivia or any any of the listeners out there, maybe you were in New York at the time, 1993, 1992, maybe, was when it was shooting Yeah. in Brooklyn. I don't know. Let us know. Let us know. It doesn't seem to be rife with uh, trivia. A lot of the trivia is just packed into the people who are in it. Like, and I don't think you said this person, correct me if I'm wrong. There's a very small bit part with Jessica Harper. I did not say that. Jessica Harper from Suspiria and Phantom of the Paradise. Uh, Okay. And other movies like, uh, was she in AI? Maybe AI. But she was in uh, Minority. My God. 
Minority Report, starring Steven Spielberg. Thank you. And good night. Uh, that's not part of that's not accurate. We're not going to worry about that. Mm. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I apologize. The name didn't jump out to me, but that that's no, cool. no, no. We'll she she's very close to my heart because both Suspiria and Phantom of the Paradise are just. She was she was like my friend. Oh, um, so it was really cool to see her pop up. Anyway, I'm not terribly surprised that there's not a ton of the uh, about this movie floating out there. Almost as much as when it because of when it came out as anything else. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like old enough to really be. <laughs> Maybe there's people who are nostalgic for this movie, but it's yeah. also, it's not new enough to have benefited, for, you know, it wasn't going to be on Ain't It Cool News when they were shooting it because of <laughs> Ain't It Cool News wasn't around, I don't think, in 93. Sure. Yeah, that's not too surprising to me, but I, I mean, I think the biggest trivia perhaps is just that, you know, if you ask somebody, it was like, okay, well, what what did Anthony Minghella make before The English Patient? Well, it's this. It's this movie from three yeah. years prior. Yeah, it's a big leap to go from what Ebert was saying about Mr. Wonderful to winning Best Director. So I yeah. think he got the last laugh on that <laughs> as far as uh, yeah, that goes. But yeah, nonetheless, I'm excited to check it out. I haven't watched the Matt Dillon movie in a little while. I haven't watched anything probably from this era in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think I've stated on this podcast before that I'm uh, definitely in the fan in the camp of liking the English patient a whole heck of a lot. Uh, definitely more so now than I did probably at the time, and Talents Mr. Ripley as well. Mm-hmm. I still don't think I've gotten around to actually making it all the way through Cold Mountain, partly because wow. I really enjoyed the book. Yeah. And as you know, it was it was written by a North Carolina author and set in the mountains of North Carolina, and then they shot in like Poland or somewhere. <laughs> Right, and I think it was partly because of of taxes or something that North Carolina. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure some somehow North Carolina screwed that up yeah. <laughs> in not landing that production. But yeah, so and they and none of the actors are American, let alone Southern, except for Renee Zellweger. But sorry, Renee, you know. So anyway, yeah, I need to get over that and check that movie out. But I certainly you know think highly of him as a as a director, and definitely oh, yeah. died too soon. Unfortunately, so yeah, sure. yeah, we'll check out Mr. Wonderful. It is available on disc and at various streaming outlets. But would love for you to check it out with us and come back next time and see how wrong we are uh, in our opinions of it. Oh yeah, we should have a lot of a lot of wrongness. Yeah. Well, thank we you, Sean. That was super thorough, and I think it's a real return to form for us mm-hmm. and a welcome uh, thing for our listeners to listen to. It is. It's a little piece of gold. I'm happy about this. I'm real happy. Suggestions. If you uh, want to try to sneak in a suggestion for a romantic movie we should check out this month, uh, do so quickly. Uh, otherwise, we got one picked out, and we'll talk about that next time. All right, Craig. Uh, excuse me. All right, Mr. Wonderful. Uh, i got to give you, the, uh, give you the last words tonight, yeah? Oh. Um. <laughs> if you want them. If you don't, you can pass. We're going to I should pass. always do this. Okay. I mean, we've we've done a hundred and like twenty shows. Mm-hmm. You've asked me to do this like ninety times. I've never had years. final words. I mean, what? Okay. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You got this. Don't just sit there. Eat it. I like that. Okay. Was that a Weird Al Yankovic quote? No. Uh, inspired.
Well, now I'm hungry, so I think I'll say good night. Good night. Good night.